This episode is brought to you by Goalie. Did you know the University of Michigan did a study that found over 80% of apps for kids are designed to lure them into longer gameplay and more in-app purchases? Goalie decided it was time for this to end. Unlike the Kindle and iPad that have endless ads and potentially dangerous content, Goalie is a tablet with only apps that build independent kids. It has no web browser, no social media, and no ads, ever. It has award-winning learning apps like Khan Academy, Duolingo ABC, and Starfall, and the best part? It's completely parent-controlled. In my house, we use Goalie's kids' calendar to teach my son how to stay on task. He learns life skills like how to make a sandwich by watching one of the hundreds of video classes and can practice it by following along with one of the 50 pre-made routines. As a dad, there's no better feeling than knowing that my son is becoming more independent every day. For more information and to try Goalie risk-free for 30 days, visit getgoalie.com. That's G-E-T-G-O-A-L-L-Y.com and use the code THEAUTISMDAD to save 10%. Welcome to the Autism Dad Podcast. I'm Rob Gorski. As a single dad to three amazing autistic kids, I've been the go-to resource for parents across the globe navigating neurodivergence since 2010. Building on the success of my award-winning blog, The Autism Dad, this podcast provides parents raising autistic or neurodivergent kids with comfort, community, resources, support, and validation. You'll also hear inspiring stories from parents just like you, reminding you that you're not alone. So don't miss out. New episodes drop every Monday and Wednesday. Subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app and visit theautismdad.com for more information. On this week's parenting Q&A episode of the Autism Dad podcast, uh, I'm going to talk to you about person-first language. You guys, uh, this week I had a request to take this on, so I kind of scrapped my original uh, plan was for today and, and decided to go this route instead because... Uh, I've been seeing this question pop up a lot on my Facebook lives and just questions in general lately. And, uh, I thought we would talk about it because I have some thoughts. I have lots of thoughts and feelings on this. And, uh, I don't know if I'm going to make everyone happy, probably not, but that's okay because I'm going to share what I think and what I have learned over the years and you know, how I, how I approach this with my own kids. So here we go. First of all, let's answer the question as to what person-first language is. So person-first language is a way of speaking and writing that prioritizes the individual over a particular characteristic or condition they might have. It emphasizes the personhood of an individual rather than defining them by their condition. So for example, in the autism community, instead of saying autistic child, we would say a child with autism. And you know, the idea behind this is to focus on the person and less on the condition, right? It's, it's meant to be uh, respectful and kind and, you know, avoid, you know, unintentionally dehumanizing someone or, or offending them. And, and look, I get it. You know, I, I think the idea behind person first language is very positive. I think it's well-intentioned. And I think, you know, when it was created, the people who created this or, or pushed for this wanted the best, right? I mean, I, I don't think it was, it was meant to divide people or, or create divisiveness or, or, or polarize people on either side of a line. But the reality is that's exactly what it's done. And, you know, over the years, my views on this have changed. And so over the next couple of minutes, I just want to, I want to talk to you a little bit about what my experience has been over the years, what I have learned and, you know, how I handle this when it comes to my kids. I mentioned that my views have changed over the years and that's true. They have. And so what I, what I thought I would do is talk about what my views were back then versus what they are today and kind of how I found myself in the space that I am, that I'm in currently. 
And, and, and so when, when my oldest was diagnosed in 2005 and then my, my two youngest were diagnosed years later, uh, I would refer to my kids as having autism. If you remember my blog back then, if you followed back then, it was the autism dad, a single dad raising three kids with autism. There was no agenda there. There, there was no like purposeful word choice. It, it wasn't like I was like gun ho on person first language. I didn't even know what it was. And it was just what felt right to me at the time. It was what kind of flowed better for me. It made more sense to me when I would write it and see it. And, and that was that. What, what I realized as time went on was that autistic people tend to find that offensive. Not all of them. Not everybody finds it offensive. Some people don't care. But there, there are a lot of autistic adults out there who find it offensive. And my understanding of that is, is that they identify as being autistic, like it's part of who they are and they can't turn it off. They can't take it away. You don't cure it. You don't remove it. It's always there and it's always part of them. And you know what? They're not wrong. They really aren't. It, it makes so much sense and I get it. And I, and I think that's largely why I sort of transitioned to referring to my kids as being autistic when, when it was brought up in a course of a conversation. But the problem that I have with this whole thing is that there is a great deal of intolerance between the two sides, right? So if you are somebody who refers to their child as being with autism or having autism, you are offending the people who prefer to be called autistic. And if you are, are pushing to be called uh, you know, autistic or use that terminology, then you're upsetting or offending uh, the people who prefer person first language, because in their view, it's more respectful and no one wins, no one wins. And, and these battle lines have been drawn ever since this whole thing started. And the reality is that most people don't care. Most people don't care. There are very vocal people on both sides of this debate who will passionately defend their position. And I get it. I, like, I get it. You, you believe in something, you identify with something, you feel it's right or wrong, and you stand up for what you believe in. I totally get it. And I respect both sides of this. You know, the, the real issue that I have with this whole debate is that we've, we've drawn lines in the sand and we stand on either side of it. And our community gets divided over things like this. Everybody is very passionate and, and stubborn. You know, we're, we're a community of stubborn people on both sides. And we refuse to see things from the other person's perspective. And that's, that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. It's not a way to bridge gaps or to mend bridges or, or learn to work together or even be more tolerant. You know, when I, when I see someone being attacked for using, you know, person first language, and I look at the context of what they were saying or writing when they said that. They weren't being disrespectful. They weren't trying to offend anyone. It was just the, it was just the choice of words. It's, it's what they thought was the respectful way to do it. And just because you're offended by it doesn't make it, it doesn't mean that they were trying to offend you. And, and it goes both ways on both sides. And this is a battle that will never be won. You know, you can't even get the people on each side to agree, right? So you can have parents who either don't support person first language or just don't care right? You have autistic adults who support person first language. You have autistic adults who don't care one way or the other. 
And, and I, and I think the problem, part of the problem that we have is, is that we get locked into this narrow viewpoint where we feel like, uh, our views represent that of the whole. And it doesn't, if you're an autistic adult and you prefer to be referred to as autistic, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. I respect it, whatever. But your view is your view. It doesn't represent every autistic person out there. And if you're a parent, you know, really sort of supporting the person first language, that's great. More power to you. But not everybody out there sees it the same way. Not every parent is going to view things the same way. And that's okay too. We, we can't allow these, the, the semantics of this to, to divide us and, and prevent us from making forward progress. You know, we spend so much time and energy fighting these wars within our own community that, that we are, we are wasting opportunities that we have to make a real difference. You know, I was talking today in a Facebook live about this and it just kind of took off into this like hour and a half long, uh, conversation. And we ended up talking about autism awareness month and how the sort of overarching theme of this battle of semantics and this infighting and everything and not being able to agree on stuff impacts things like autism awareness month or the effectiveness of autism awareness month. You know, I get emails and messages leading up to the month of April and throughout April from organizations and individuals who are campaigning for specific word choice, right? You know, trying to get me to get on board with autism acceptance month instead of autism awareness month or person first language, instead of referring to people as being autistic, like they're putting time and effort and energy into that. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I, I what's the point? There's no point to that. I, you know, that time and energy could be better spent on literally almost anything else. I mean, think about it, right? If we were to take all of this collective effort and time and energy that we put into fighting over word choice or semantics or person first language or whatever, and we were to like focus that on something positive, think of the good that we could do. Think of the impact we could have and the lives that we could change by focusing on something that is constructive. You know? We could, we could educate employers about the benefits of hiring autistic people. We could help ensure that resources don't drop off when someone turns 18, that, that they have the support that they need through adulthood because it matters. And it's a huge problem in this country. We could address the absolutely atrocious two-year wait lists that exist in the United States of America to have your child evaluated for autism. It's unacceptable. Because that time on the wait list is wasted intervention and our, and our insurance system, uh, doesn't want to cover the services that are needed to help that child unless they have a diagnosis, but you can't get the diagnosis because you're on a wait list. And so parents are in this place where they are scared and overwhelmed and they don't know what to do. And kids aren't getting the help that they need because we are not equipped to manage this as well as we should be. We should be focusing on that and putting energy into that and encouraging, uh, you know, young people to go into this field because it's going to continue to grow and we're going to continue to need help and our kids are going to need help and our adults are going to need help. Let's get people into that field. Let's encourage them to explore that as an option for themselves as a career path. There are so many positive things that we can do other than, than, than fighting over things like person first language or whatever. And, and I realize this is kind of like, devolved into a rant, but, but I'm, I'm so frustrated by this. You know, I feel like we can do better and our kids deserve better. Our loved ones deserve better and the community deserves better. We deserve better and, and we can do that. We just have to choose to move on. 
and to let things go and to let people have an opinion that is different than yours. That's it. And we don't allow our differences to divide us. You know, we can learn from each other. We don't have to agree with each other, but we can learn and gain insight and perspective. But we have to be willing to do that. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't cost us anything. We just have to be open-minded and tolerant and willing to listen. So that's my spiel on person-first language and this whole debate and how I feel about it and why I have sort of migrated to where I am on this and why I don't talk about it very often because it gets me all fired up and I just find it irritating and whatever else because nothing changes. But we have the power to make those changes. So I'm hoping that this resonates with you and you know we understand that this isn't about right or wrong. It's about opinion. It's about it's about personal choice. And we need to respect everyone's choice and, and be respectful of what other people want when, when we can and uh, focus our energy on things that matter more than this, honestly. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, keep sending your questions. I will do my best to share what I think, <laughs> you know, and I, and I hope it helps. So uh, I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks. Real quick, before I let you go, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I, I really appreciate it, and I hope you enjoyed this episode, and it has a positive impact on your life, because that's what I'm aiming for here. As a reminder, you can visit listen.theautismdent.com. You can learn about me and anything related to the show. You can subscribe on any one of your favorite podcast listening apps so you never miss a new episode. And please take a moment and rate us on Apple Podcasts. There'll be a link in the show notes below for you just to click. It'll take you right there. It takes like 30 seconds and it makes a big difference. So it's a great way to support the show and uh, help keep the wheels turning. So have a great week and we'll talk soon.